0: All right, I think we are uh, ready to open up the May 10th edition of the Medfield Board of Selectmen uh, meeting. Uh, A couple points, the meeting will be held in a hybrid format. The Board of Selectmen will attend in person, and members of the public may attend in person and several are here. In addition, members of the public who wish to participate via Zoom may may do so by joining by one of the following options. And if you go onto the town website and call down the agenda for tonight's meeting, you'll have both the link for Zoom uh, and also dial in information if anybody needs that, along with a link to the meeting packet information, which is mercifully short this week. It's something like 35 pages, <laughs> rather than the normal 39. 175, 39? 39 pages. Are you counting the transfers? I'm looking right at it. Okay. Uh, that, that's because the transfers got added in after I had downloaded mine. Uh, so uh, just to point, this meeting is video recorded and it would be broadcast on Medfield TV. Uh, as we start here, we'd like to take a minute to appreciate of appreciation for our troops serving across the the globe. Thank you. Okay, um, I'm going to suggest maybe I could, we go straight to uh, Andrew here. So unless you want to stay for a while and hear lots of conversations on lots of things we're going to suggest to go first with the uh, the action first action that we have which is to appoint Andrew Foster as our new town accountant um, does he have to give a speech or anything or, I have you know? I have not. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to say uh, <laughs> the, okay all right good enough
1: uh, we appreciate so, having you
0: yes Thank absolutely you. absolutely Uh yeah, let's, uh, for those who may or may not know, Joy Rashido will be retiring as the town accountant. So Andrew's been working in our accounting office for, for three years. Three years. I, I was trying to think; I knew it was at least two, but time flies when you're having fun. So always, it's always longer than it seems. That's
1: COVID, Gus. That's COVID, guess.
2: Huh? Yeah. That's COVID <laughs> that makes me
0: not yeah. Uh And anyway, so uh, the the uh, I guess we just need a unless anybody has any comments. Uh, motion.
1: Motion to appoint Andrew Foster as the town accountant.
0: Second that. All those in favor. Nice. aye
2: Excellent.
3: Welcome, Andrew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could have done that as a public hearing just to make sure everybody in the room <laughs> thought it was a good idea, too. <laughs> That's great. We're delighted that you were here, ready to step in and wish you all the best in your new position. Okay. All right. Um, with that, we will go to uh, DPW Director Maurice Goulet to discuss water restrictions due to repairs
4: at well number six. Good evening. Thanks for having me. I um, just wanted to talk a little bit about our um, our issue at well six. Um, well six is our main producing well in town out of, uh, of the five wells that we have. Um, it's located on 27, Route 27 as you head out to Sherburn. And what happened was that um, there's a, the pump motor itself had an electrical issue and burnt out the motor. So with that being said, we had to pull the pump and the motor, it's uh, connected together. We pulled that out, um, they assessed it, we had to get a new motor. Um, It's a, at first it was a four to eight week um, lead time to get that repaired, replaced and repaired. Um, We changed to one big unit that is comparable to this that's a two to four week um, lead time, so that's, we're doing the best we can to try to get that replaced. With that being said, we had to coordinate with the Water and Sewer Board and, and the board, uh, Select Board to um, put a water restriction in. It's a tier four water restriction, and that includes no watering at all except for handheld hose watering at this time. We're trying to get everything done within two to four weeks, um, but with COVID, anything's uh, you know lead times change and we do apologize for that we're doing the best we can with the remaining wells that we are using to supplement the water the issue is keeping the the two storage tanks full that we have in town one at the Medfield State Hospital and one off at East Mount Road Mount Nebo Um, if you don't have the the proper level in those tanks the pressure goes down you don't have fire suppression you don't have drinking water for the residents so that's why we do these restrictions. It's not that we're trying to punish anybody with a new lawn or anything like that. But uh, it's um, it's important that you know we tr- the the residents understand that we we're trying to get it back online as fast as we can, and um, as soon as as soon as that happens, we'll we'll change the restriction to whatever is necessary at the time. So, um, but uh, so that's that's what's going on with Wellsick. six. So, uh, the the pump and motor like I said is um, it's an expensive um, replacement um, it's gonna cost about it was gonna cost about $90,000 with the new pump and motor it uh, it's down to 70,000 for installation right now so
3: so how I, I personally have seen and patch the uh, highlight to let the citizens know we're in tier four since this is an odd time of the year to be in tier four most people would think tier four july august when we're in dry season right. so what i'm seeing and i think it's pure innocence around town is people do have their irrigation systems on because they just they're not thinking that we're in drought mode which i think tier four is about as high as
4: tier five is the highest okay. that's no warning whatsoever but okay. tier four is handheld hose only but um with these, um, the, the usage right now is the same as it was before the restriction went in place, which means that, like you said, not many people are understanding of, uh, that we're in it. Um, usually in this time of year, we do have some sort of water restriction. Um, it's usually conducted through a stream flow at the Charles River uh, when, when you hit drought season. That begins it, but it's usually an odd even um, restriction now we had to be a little more severe because of the tank levels right now our, pu- our pumping stations are running 15 hours a day and that's normal for our pumping stations anything more than that we try not to get to that point so we're, we're in good shape right now but we we ask the residents to to comply with that just for those few weeks that we're we're asking and then hopefully we get uh, back to normal
3: are we posting up at the highway uh, with the transfer station? The
4: transfer station has that on their uh, signboard. So, tomorrow when the transfer station opens, um, all the people will see that.
1: Okay. Do we have any other way of getting the word out to people?
4: Uh, social media, uh, it's on the website. Um,
5: so, I made the decision to not do a, revert, a reverse 911 at this time. I didn't want anybody to use a <coughs> drinking water emergency. Sure. Um, what we talked about is, um, and I didn't anticipate it being 80 degrees this weekend, but we wanted to see how effective our communication strategy was to everybody to see if those levels, um, dropped people using it.
3: And if it continues or goes up, especially after this
5: weekend and the heat, then we will utilize that as
3: well. Okay. Yeah. Isn't, one more quick, just, um, can we do like sandwich boards or something? So people going through town, cause I can tell you my neighbor had it on. He's like, I had no idea. Cause. Right. If we're, we're relying on Patch and some of the social media, people may not even think.
4: Uh, we have the restrictions on every entrance to town. Right. So we have those signs there. Um, I can, I was, we were going to purchase each tier four sandwich board for the middle of, for the center of town, but we haven't done that yet.
3: Okay. I think after this weekend, I might have to consider I think that. so. It's going to okay. be 84.
4: <laughs> also, I want to make one point. Um, with the new water treatment plant that we're, we're building right now, um, the activation of that well, the new well that's going to be provided for that will be um, in February of 2023. The whole idea of having that new water treatment plant with the new well is to have redundancy in our system. And so something like this would not be a problem once that is completed. We'd have enough capacity in all the different wells to, to handle that. Cool.
2: So.
1: Thank you. Okay. Question
0: that's it for me. The question I was about to ask was whether we had the normal signs we put up. Yes. You answered before I could ask it. So that was. That was I safe. have nothing highlighted for you today. Though. <laughs> 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 so, only because you've challenged
2: me. I know. <laughs> He's out to get me. <laughs> I know. What he no, you,
0: no, you may, just for people that are listening, if I read the restrictions right, the exceptions to the restrictions, people who have a new lawn.
4: Still we we are trying to be you know uh, understanding of you know especially when this is all of a sudden um, new lawns you know we want them to survive we do but um you know if it's excessive watering uh, you know we have yeah. to we try to conserve as much as we can. I'm okay. oh, sorry, say that again. You're you're allowing people to water new lawns. Correct.
1: Okay. I wanted people to understand just to,
4: that. Just you know uh, as long as it's not overly uh, utilized. Yep.
2: Okay.
1: I guess
4: one thing I'd, I think we might be interested in knowing if if you put it out so
0: far and you've seen no drop in usage, you don't have to come in or anything, but it'd be just interesting mm-hmm. for us to kind of know on a maybe a weekly basis or something whether well, at- just so we know whether
4: getting the word out, whether
0: whether since you're getting the word out or if you're getting cooperation, but
4: so it could be good that it's just the normal usage because it could be increasing, especially at this time of year when uh, things are starting to dry now and mm-hmm. uh, people are. Getting okay. new lawns in and they're irrigating their lawns right now.
0: Okay. So. Thank you, Bob. Okay.
4: Thank, Thank you very you much. much. Very good. Good night. Good night.
0: Let's see. Next, Abby Marble, Kelly Fallon, and Kirsten Poler to discuss the proposed renovation and everyone else that came in uh, to discuss the proposed renovation of the playground at Hinckley Park. So, whoever would like to talk,
2: the podium is yours. <laughs>
6: <laughs> very much. Team support. All right, everybody, do you want to do quick introductions? I'm Gelly Fallon and Ashley Laduke, Alex Mader Porter, Adrian Manago. <laughs> uh, thank you all very much for having us today. Um, we're very excited to be here. So we have a couple slides to walk through with you, just to share a little bit more on the project, and then we have a couple questions just to clarify process um, with you all. So. Um, Who's doing the slides, if you want to click the next one. Um, So first and foremost, who are we? Um, We are the Hinkley Helpers. We have a group now of, I think, almost 30 volunteers um, that are helping us hopefully raise funds to rebuild the Hinkley Playground. Um, Some of the main um, drivers are making sure that this is a fully inclusive space. Um, I think we all know that the playground today is, um, you know, pretty old. It was built, I think, almost 25 years ago. So making sure that we're making the proper updates. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, so the the current playground is um, definitely underutilized. When I first moved to town, I was really surprised to see um, how old the structure is, um, some of the damage that there is. So um, I know, Pete, we've talked about this, but there's um, holes in some of the structures. Uh, the sandbox has exposed nails in certain areas. I think um, I've met with Kevin many times, and I think the Parks and Rec Department is doing Everything they can to maintain a very old structure. It's just old. Um, A lot of kids have played on it and it's in need of repair. Um, Some things that um, were also drivers for us is, you know, when both Ashley and I moved, I think around the same time, um, and I think we both heard from a lot of people that they go to neighboring playgrounds, and why do they go to neighboring playgrounds? Well, their structures are a lot better, they're fully inclusive, maybe they have better ground covering, so they're easier to get around with strollers if they have young kids or children with different abilities. Um, But also when they go to those playgrounds, they go to the restaurants in those towns. They go to the grocery store in that town or stop at a coffee shop. So we're literally pulling community members outside of Medfield and not hitting that demographic of people that have young children by not having a more updated playground.
7: So why now? Um, I was thinking about this slide and I thought about um kelly and i between us there's only a handful of houses and there are 20 children under five years old Um, there are so many new families moving to medfield because of its excellent educational system we know that you're investing in the schools we know that you're investing in medfield state hospital and you're making it a regional destination to come to Um, so we know that people will be coming here and we want them to stay here. We want them to come and enjoy the playground, enjoy Hinckley Park, to go and get a slice down, downtown at Medfield House of Pizza. Um, and we know that other parents in, say, Sherburn, where we go to take our kids, or Medway, would also come here should we build kind of a regional playground destination as well. Um, so we want to retain our community. We want to build our community. And we want to bring in some of our neighbors. Um, next slide, please. So with that, what does a playground look like? Um, today, um, about 26 years um, from when the original <laughs> playground was built, a lot has changed, right? We've gone from discman to like iPads and iPods and all mm-hmm. the things, right? Technology's mm-hmm. changed, playgrounds have changed. Um, today, the, it's very important that ground cover be universally accessible, um, meaning that if you're a child of all certain Abilities, you know, you're crawling, you're walking, you're running, you can kind of go all over the playground. Same with, you know, my, our grandparents, they wouldn't be able to necessarily come and watch their grandchildren at the playground because of all the wood chips and kind of the terrain. Um, so a big driver of cost, which playgrounds can cost up to half a million dollars or more. We've received comps from various playground vendors in the area. Um, And that is kind of the sweet spot of of cost for a really great playground. Um, That the driver of the cost is the equipment um, and the the ground cover. Um, Equipment has gone up about 20% over the past year, just because of costs associated with COVID. Um, And they don't foresee that that cost will come down in the near future. Um, So in addition to the playground structures. You know, we want to keep the green space. Everyone loves the trees, everyone loves the terrain. You know, that's very important to the community. Um, We also want it to be a place where people are invited to, um, you know, have parties, have picnics. There's not enough seating for everyone to enjoy the park as it is. Um, So if you're looking at a rendering like we have here from O'Brien and Sons, um, you know, this is what the potential of the park could look like, um, and we want to show that please jump in. I know other people have done playground
6: equipment research here. (laughs) Yeah, so Adrienne did a great job. She actually went through booklets and went to multiple playgrounds to get ideas of what different structures could look like. And we put a list together of, I think, 100 different items and narrowed it down. So we've put a lot of effort into determining what the structures could be and what people like. We've done a survey in town. So we're really trying to gather input and advice from people that they wanna see. This is an idea of what it could look like. We want people when they're donating to say, wow, this is the transformation that my money could go towards. But we understand that there's town processes that the project will likely have to go to bid and we um, may not be able to go with this particular vendor. So that vendor is aware that we are just working with them to get initial designs. We've also reached out to, I think we're up to three or four other playground companies to get like designs that as we're fundraising, we could say, here's the three or four different options of what the playground could look like. The other thing that's important to note is our goal, our fundraising goal is $500,000. Um, one thing that we've talked a lot about is, what if in the course of the couple of years, we don't get to the $500,000? We've thought a lot about, maybe we do a scaled approach. Maybe we don't get every structure in our design, but we need a new playground. This is the ideal, um, but a lot of it's going to be dependent on funding and and how much money we have. Um, What we would like is to have a playground that is comparable um, with the other playgrounds in neighboring towns, and for us to get that in Medfield, we need about $500,000. So with that, we just launched Hinkley Helpers, um, an initiative of the Medfield
7: Foundation, which we're so happy to be a part of, Um, and we're raising public awareness now. And we plan to do that throughout the year with various events. We have our kickoff event this weekend. You're all invited. We'd love to have you. Um, And we'll have, you know, our team is very adept at social media. We are (laughs) pushing it very hard. Um, And, you know, once we kind of have that groundswell of community support and awareness, we'll also be seeking corporate donors. We'll seek grants um, and, you know, key moments in time like Giving Tuesday um, where we think we could raise more money. So that's what we see for this year. We hope by this sh- next year, this time, that we've raised enough funds to really start working towards rebuilding and planning. Um, and we're hoping, you know, one of our questions is what is the process? What is the process with the town? And, and what first is I that, that to, timeline?
8: First, I'd like to jump in. Is that oh, okay? yeah, please. So um, I think you're all aware of the Metfield Foundation and what we do. We raise uh, private money for public good here in town. Uh, we've raised money for a number of capital projects and really to besides learning the process which i think is going to be an evolution for Abby, all of us Abby,
1: can i just interrupt you need to use a microphone oh, so oh, that the sorry. people that are watching on tv can hear you i'm
8: sorry um what so you're uh, saying is
1: so important that
8: okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> so anyway we raised private money for public good um and this is exactly the the model that we use for many many projects here in town um we've um we've adopted them or they've adopted us. I'm not sure how you really call it, but uh, the main reason we're here tonight is this is a lot of money to raise and it's a lot of effort for our, our this group here. And I just want to be assured, and Kevin has assured us for his part, that if we raise the money, can you assure us that we can build a playground? Um, mainly because if, we raise the money, and for some reason, it's we're, you're at, you tell us the playground cannot be built. Um, we will, we're will, we under obligation, really, to give the money back. Right. And that I, I really, before we even get started, really? I wanna make sure that everybody's on board. you have a question? So I'm um, gonna ask a question, because I, I had a
3: chance to meet with Kelly before I was elected, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things, she brought this up, and so my concern would be because it's Hinkley, the Stephen Hinckley Swim Pond, mm-hmm. would anything preclude them from doing what they're doing structurally there? Is there any I you, is Anything that was donated? Not that, not that I know of. Um,
8: We're working but, very co- yeah. closely with Kevin. He yeah. is along every step of the way. Mm-hmm. He's involved in the design. He's involved with you know whatever um, you know good neighborly things need to be done, whether a fence yeah. needs to be put in or um, you know sound protect. I don't even know. But uh, he is, he's, he's our man.
5: So when I had, and, and I believe at Kelly, and you and I spoke uh, via email, so it's nice to meet you in person. <laughs> um, so one of the first things I had said was that you really need to go to Parks and Recreation because they have care, custody, and control of the swim pond. Okay. So citing that would be under their auspices. My only uh concern on your behalf is that if you didn't raise the money and we needed to go to town meeting for additional funds, I can't guarantee you that town meeting will vote to do that. So that's that's only the Yeah. But that so that was my only caveat that if if we needed to go to town meeting to finish the project or do something like that, I couldn't
3: guarantee the funding for that. But you brought so but I'm happy to hear that Mm -hmm. if they get close to the finish line and they're basically taking private money to a town property, that if we needed to, that that is an option down the road to to close it out. again, no guarantees, but it's something. It is an
5: option. And uh, Nick and I have been speaking about this, um, actually, even before Hinkley Helpers came about when we were looking at our ARPA funding, um, whether or not, because Kevin's been talking about this playground to us in the capital budget for all of really, I won't even tell you how long, but a really (laughs) long time. and so when we got the ARPA funding we talked about whether or not this would be a project that would be community-based and beneficial to our downtown um, I've made a call into Norfolk County who controls some of the ARPA money we've received to find out if this would even be an eligible project I haven't heard back from that yet and I know we haven't made any final decisions and it's not on your agenda till June to talk about ARPA but just I'm kind of planting the seed as well that that may be an option good um,
3: you know if we don't see the fundraising go all the way
8: okay thank, so, great, Rachel, thank great. you very great.
3: Yeah I, mean, I I will speak up I'm not the least bit shy. I I'm behind this 110%. I I look to to the you young ladies and I have I admire what you're doing. I think what you're doing is so important to build community in this town and I've said this to I know I've said it to you Alex I mm-hmm. said it to you Kelly I said it to Kirsten the other night that like it is so important that the town supports these these young folks coming into town. I want to be looking at you 20 years from now, and you've worked on all these different projects, you've endeared yourself to Medfield, and I just I just think it's wonderful. So, um, you know, you know you have my number if you need anything, because then I go right to her.
5: <laughs> so we have lots of boards and committees when you're done with this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it's great, I, I think it's fantastic. And you'll definitely see me on Sunday and I have the chairs for you, so. Yes,
7: thank you, thank,
8: you. thank you so much. So should we c- come back to you for the, about I don't, the I don't think they so,
7: finished
1: their discussion. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I, too, think this is a wonderful idea, a, a great project, and thank you guys for undertaking it. We're, it's much appreciated. Um, I know that I had raised the uh, concept with uh, Kelly uh, of naming opportunities, because that's oftentimes the way that money is raised. And and so I guess the question that I would ask is, uh, if, if somebody wants to make a donation, is the town willing to allow naming rights? Um, if it, it could be the... The Pete Peterson playground at the S- the Stephen Hinckley Park or something.
8: Oh, is that an offer, Pete? Pete? Like that, or <laughs> I maybe, this maybe, the, uh, maybe the a is little this rubber recorded? block would be the Pete
0: <laughs>
1: rubber block. Um, it's it, it more in line no, it's with a Pete <laughs> Peterson
0: playground. I'm guessing you could make it bigger than you could. play. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So but that's one thing that occurred to me that typically you you, you you I've always mentioned this to the schools I mean there's a big opportunity for them to use it as a, as a way to raise monies for uh, Every classroom could have a name on it basically uh, like the hospitals do um, so, so to me that's that's okay. I, I mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me. So but I think that's gonna be something that they're gonna need to know about. That'll be a nice
8: problem to have. Mm -hmm.
3: Have people approach you to to donate certain equipment and have it named after a grandparent or whatever, that'd be a great idea.
6: Yeah, Yeah, we have been approached already about naming opportunities for things like benches or bricks. Mm -hmm. Um, We have not vocalized um, naming opportunities for the overall playground, because we obviously know that we would need approval to do something like that.
1: Or the slide or the you know yeah, the whatever yeah. you
2: No, know, mm-hmm. yep. no, pete the whole
6: playground. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing that's important to mention um is okay sorry um i know when kingly was built there were a number of donors and there are naming bricks there and one point that kevin made which i thought was excellent is let's make sure we preserve those yes. like oh, those yeah. are original donors Absolutely. let's think about how we landscape those back in um so i just wanted to mention that like i know that's important um, as far as like the naming of the playground, like, P, I thought that was an awesome idea. If that's possible, I think that's how we'd get a major donor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if that's something we're allowed to well,
5: do. We'll so. talk to Mark Sorrell about the logistics on that. Uh,
0: a couple of questions. First, the playground is going where the current playground is, so we're Correct. not talking about making new land available. It's going right there. Yes. Uh, it has the support of, I would expect it would have the support of Parks and Rec for that's sure, right so thing. that sounds yep. right. Um, and I actually think from the naming bricks, if there's a way to do it where you preserve the ones that are there, but have the opportunity for expansion of that, I yes. would think that would be almost a no-brainer in terms of an easy way to, yep. Yep. to uh, raise things. So on this board, I'm probably the hard-nosed guy when it comes to <laughs> finances. So the only, the only caution, and I, so far two people have said, well, if you can't get there, you know, we can go to the town. I'm going to say, don't count on that. Yep. That shouldn't be the way to think about that. However, of course. if there's if there are ARPA grant opportunities mm-hmm. that we can go chase after in the next year, you know, in the near future, absolutely, let's go after that stuff. Yeah. So the basic idea, I'm totally on board. Kelly, we talked yeah. on, on Friday about that and, you, you know, we'll I have some people, that, yeah, I know some people that, that yeah, if, if you hadn't done that, we might not have talked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Grace eating. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, I have somebody that talks to me regularly that's very sensitive to this kinds of things because of who she deals with yes, in yes. her job. Um, so my view would be if there's any kind of grants we can get, we should absolutely be prepared to do that. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on, you know, I, I just saying, don't say, oh, well, we'll get 80% and the 20% is coming yep. from the town. And I, I, I say that because it's my job to be the hard-nosed guy, but but when we get past the ARPA relief funding, the relatively comfortable budget processes we kind of went through last year, we went through this year, and I'm hoping we'll go through next year. That will suddenly go away, the tide will go out on that, and all of a sudden, I expect in two fiscal years, we're gonna be having some difficult budget discussions because that little extra boost that's coming in from ARPA is not gonna be there. The So I'm being a pessimist about how easy it'd be to do that for good reason, I'm worried. I'm not worried, but I anticipate FY twenty four is not going to be as much fun as not that FY twenty three was fun, but it's not going to be as much fun. The other point that I'd make, and I don't know with playgrounds whether it's an issue, but a couple of years ago we had we had donors come in with the turf field for the high school, and it was really great. Just we got a brand new turf field. And what we learned.
8: That was an MFI initiative, yeah. yeah, And
0: what we learned about that is that it was great that we got the turf field, but as a from a capital planning standpoint, the long-term maintenance. In the case of a turf field, every 10 years, you have to put in sort of put a new one in. So we got one, and then we hadn't actually realized that we had signed up for a subscription program to renew the turf field. I don't know what the maintenance requirements would be. I'm not necessarily suggesting, so while I'm saying don't count on the upfront funding, I'm not suggesting the maintenance necessarily falls on a group like yours, but we would, to the extent there is any maintenance, we'd want to know about it so that we can take a realistic look at what the town can absorb. So that's just long-term planning, something I'd be careful of.
6: Yeah, no, that's a great point, Gus. So um, the current playground has wood chips. Mm -hmm. So there's actually maintenance that Parks and Rec has Mm -hmm. to do every year. And for it to be um, a playground that passes inspection, they need a certain amount of wood chips. So it constantly has to be maintained. Mm -hmm. The um, type of flooring that we're proposing doesn't require maintenance. So hopefully we'd actually be looking at taking Some of the burden off of Parks and Rec by um, putting a playground like this together, and maybe that's funding we could look at. Is that something we could transfer towards the playground?
5: Uh, Kevin is available if you want to. He just let me know he's here if you want to. If he would like to, if
0: he has any comments about Parks and Rec's commitment to this or ideas about ways, I mean, one of the things that the town seems to generally have flexibility to do that doesn't come in on a budget is the the in kind support. Mm-hmm. Whether it's DPW yes. or Parks and Rec, this may be more directly a Parks and Rec opportunity or, <laughs> you know, situation. But uh, you know, there's two ways you get help from the town. One is through straight money, and the other one is we
6: will by take ra- avoiding kind. avoiding <laughs> costs really the town has the
0: skills to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So DPW I, I would be huge. Yeah. Do, do you have them or is he?
6: Kevin's here. Yep.
9: I'm here. Have you been listening? You've been listening to our conversation, Kevin. Yeah, it's the first time I've heard about this, so I'm a little surprised. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> so just uh, it was just that
0: you were listening and you were connected. If there's anything, we're, we're sort of touching on things that Parks and Rec might do or might not have to do or might want to do. Uh, if there's any observations you would care to share in this meeting, we'd welcome them.
9: Sure. So uh, first off, thanks for, for, for having me. Um, I, I would just I would add, add that Kelly, Kelly and I have, have, have been meeting for, I would say close to 14 months now on this project. Um, when she first came to me about what we could do to, to enhance and and bring a new playground to Hinkley. Um, we already maintain the playground. Um, we, we're there. Um, at least twice a week during the spring. And then I am there legitimately every single day of the summer. Um, so we're, already on site every day, um, you know, uh, maintaining and, and doing the best we can to, to, to keep the playground as safe as possible. But as they've mentioned, it's almost 30 years old. Um, I would say it's probably something that Christine and I, or I have mentioned to Christine probably over the last 10 years about my want to, to do something more there. And we've probably done as, as much as we humanly possibly can with with my staff to keep it as uh, safe and um, usable as possible. But um, as with other things under the park and rec care, it has seen its, its, uh, its longevity of life is, is about at the end. So th- this effort that they're putting forth, uh, Kelly and I have talked about how, how monumentous of a task it, it will be. But after talking to her, meeting with her group, um as i've done several times i don't think there i don't have any hesitations that this group could pull it off. Kevin thank you. I uh, you know first off
0: i'm delighted that you're doing this and we really appreciate it. there's there's some things in town that do make a big difference that if the town had to just do it on their own it would not float up to the top and and certainly medfield foundation across the board is done things to help. But, uh, you know, as, as you were talking and presenting this, my head went to a couple things. One was the pocket park that Jean Minio years ago, stood up and basically had this idea of what she was going to do. Uh, first request for town funding for pretty much the whole thing got shot down. Uh, and to her credit, she didn't kind of say, well, then." The heck with you I'll go find another town that wants a pocket park she, she basically rejiggered the whole thing did find cor- you know corp- she got companies that were willing to help support that uh, and she put in something which is a very popular and in a definite positive addition to the town mm-hmm. the second thing that came to mind that's more recent is the rail trail that uh, basically wouldn't be there it's a, <laughs> it's a uh, you know it's, a, it's another it's an emerging asset for the town it happens to be near where I live so it's even more significance to me. But, uh, again, it was citizens in the town that stepped forward and pushed something ahead. Uh, and I guess, I guess the most I can say is the town didn't go out of its, out of its way to halt anything. You know, it, it, uh, and in the rail tra- tra- trail case, we did to a degree at the start around liability issues. Um, so the, st- the stuff you're doing is not just, oh, that's nice to have. It's actually really important uh and it's the kind of thing that makes the difference between a town that kind of just kind of meets the stand you know meets the minimums too harsh but standard Mm -hmm. versus a town that has people in it that have the imagination and the initiative to do things that make it better Uh, so i think i don't know how to answer your question that you had of us exactly but i'm pretty sure that what i heard from all three of us and i'm probably the one that you might not have heard it as clearly Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm saying it i think we'll do anything we can to make sure that you're able to do this and get it through successfully Thank you. if there are legal issues that block us then there's legal issues that block us but i can't imagine that there would be uh at least unless you're do
5: not turn mike's uh, mark's microphone on <laughs> <laughs>
2: well
5: you'll let
6: us
0: know uh, yeah, yeah. Well, i mean but if, if we're it obviously going
5: to be spending yeah. some time together yes <laughs>
6: no we appreciate yeah. that and i think um like testament to the medfield foundation because a few of the um the Different initiatives you mentioned were through MFI, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, we've seen since this group got involved, um, Kevin and I, we were doing everything we could, the two of us, but it wasn't until we got such a great group of volunteers and partnered with MFI that this has really taken off, so we're really excited about the potential and appreciate your support. We do have questions. We need to know the process once we get the funds. We wanna make sure we're um, diving in on you know DPW and any in-kind donations, and I'd love support with grants. Um, it's something I've taken um, responsibility for, but I have zero experience with, so I'd love some support there. Um, but we're thrilled to have your support.
0: One last point, speaking more generally about the town. Uh, I'm actually happy to see young parents Doing this, Uh, you know, having been when I got here, I was a young parent uh, and understanding it when you have little kids, there's it's hard to find the time to do like going to town meetings, uh, things like that. Uh, And so there's a there's a segment of the town that's here that has views and has needs. And we don't always hear them back clearly, not because we won't listen, but just because the conversations don't happen. So yep. I'm actually delighted to see that you're taking the initiative on this for that reason, uh, to do something that's gonna be important to you and a lot of other people here in town.
8: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thank Thank you very much.
3: Okay. Thanks for your time. Okay. All right, we'll see you on Sunday.
8: Right. <laughs> oh yeah the, the 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 um sandwich board the sandwich sandwich boards, sandwich boards. Yes. oh yeah oh so yeah that's the back no 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 <laughs> yeah. we we we, that's a, i think that was on the <laughs> <I think> that's, <laughs> on that's on the consent,
6: on the consent. oh yeah mr. i forgot that was at the very end yeah
1: mr chairman uh-oh Question. yes mr sorrell
2: i thought they muted you so actually i'll actually
10: I'll actually interject something positive which is that uh, playground equipment is on the state bid list, so there's actually potential for a simplified process once you decide what it is you want to do. Thank
6: you. Thank you. you know,
0: you know, there's no Medway voters in this town in this room right now. <laughs> this is this is good, just legitimate legal <laughs> advice. Not <laughs> uh, sure,
2: funny.
0: Sure, yeah. We want to do. It. We can do it. Just while can you're you here, one, just so you yes. can here firsthand. So you're on the consent calendar for the signs. Um, But because you're here, we'll we'll deal with that. So can I get a motion? I would move to uh, allow the Hinkley helpers
1: to uh, post signs at the usual locations to advertise their kickoff event on May 15 at Hinkley Playground from 11 AM to 2.30 PM.
3: Second All those in favor. Aye, aye. 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 Okay.
0: Took Thank, care of you. That Thank you so much. Good Thank luck, you guys. Everyone. Thank you, everyone. Kevin. Thank, Thank
8: you. you, Mike. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Thanks for coming. <laughs> uh-huh. You <laughs> guys did great. Okay. Oh, great. Because I can bring him over Sunday night. Good sure?
5: Yeah,
3: no problem. Toss him in. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Care. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Uh, Let's see, Second, third item, Medfield Energy Committee to discuss electrical vehicle charging stations and a potential vote to approve the Eversource Electric Vehicle Charger Site Host Agreement.
11: Fred Davis, I think is the lead speaker. I'll lead, exactly, thank you. Thank you, select board. Uh, This is the first time I'm appearing before you since Eileen has started. So I'll just make a a sense or two introductory remarks about the Energy Committee. Uh, Just want to remind you that we're here to advise the town on anything related to energy, and these days on energy or carbon. And uh, that's a lot. And we do have a very active group, 14 people. uh, And we have eight different work groups that are active at this point. Uh, So we're uh, involved in and here to advise on a whole range of activities. So we're happy to be here tonight to give you what advice there is to be given about EV charging. Um, I will say one more thing generally though that we've been tallying up the energy projects that we've been responsible for over the 14 years since 2008, since 2008 when the Energy Committee started and we're, nobody's tallied, tallied this up before so it's a little bit of a, an effort to get, compile them all. But so far we've tallied up about $9.2 million worth of benefit dollars, just flat dollars to the town, cumulative. That's up from the eight million you had in your annual report last well, night. This exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for noticing that, Gus. That's terrific.
3: Numbers <laughs>
11: <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to keep adding to that. A uh, uh, very exciting that uh, Susan McPhee, who's going to give you the presentation in a moment, is assembling uh, green another batch of green communities projects, and the incentives that we were just talking about this today. The incentives for heat pump projects, the dollar amounts are brand new for Mass Save just in the last month or so that are coming through on the commercial side. Anyway, they're very high. So I'm very excited that we might be, that I hope we'll be coming to you with presentations, proposals for uh, heat pumps uh, in the coming months. So we're gonna grow that number either which way uh, on, on the new, new side, and we're also still digging up the old projects to put on that tally. Um, so the question of uh, electric vehicle charging is before you, tonight it was before you a couple of weeks ago, and I really appreciate that Nick has been trying to move this along this is a long-term process uh, that that is it's it's a confluence of opportunity coming through uh, to us through uh, green communities funding and Eversource funding and and putting those two together and getting them you know coordinated is is quite a process so thanks to Nick for all that work over all this time and it's going to go on for quite a while longer from here so and, and I noticed I did look at the recording of your meeting two, week, uh, two weeks ago and I, I at first I was uh, uh, I, when I heard that you had a 40 minute discussion on this I said oh, why didn't they call us and then after I saw the recording I said you know what maybe just as well because in the end I've seen so many conversations about EV charging you know they always you always have to learn this stuff it's a learning curve and just I'm commending you. You may not realize it, but you went through most of the arc of what needs to be talked about for EV charging. There's some misconceptions, there's some, uh, uh, some things that are not intuitive that we will bring to your attention tonight, hopefully. Um, so I'm going to shut up in a moment uh, by introducing uh, Susan McPhee, who's an amazing resource that we have here uh, working for the town. Uh, she's going to give you the major presentation, and then following that, Jim Redden, Uh, Our transportation work group coordinator for the energy committee will be uh, um, synthesizing what Susan presents into a proposal for you if you want to take it. But uh, just one more time what what, uh, Nick has been doing is just trying to further the specific very finite question of can can we approve the uh, Eversource, can we go ahead with the site for the Eversource make ready. Uh, That's the specific thing that needs your approval tonight. All the rest, which I'm I'm generalizing as policy questions, it's all good, and it's all stuff that you'll want to and and to to have gotten to eventually. And If you want to get to it tonight or in the next meetings, the next meetings, that's fine too. Uh, But I'm hoping you can still uh, move ahead, uh, and hopefully we're going to present it in a way that makes it easy to say yes to the proposal in front of you. Okay, and is Susan here and ready to go?
12: Yes, hi. Can you hear me? can you hear us there,
2: okay,
12: there we go. <laughs> can you hear me yes
0: yes, yes.
12: great um i have a, just a couple of powerpoint slides so um nick do you want to share them from there or would you like me to share them from here
13: uh i can pull them up if that's easier that them. would be great
12: uh, so just to set the table for this conversation, um, I appreciate that you've had an extensive conversation as Fred mentioned and uh, I thought I would focus on two different things that, this evening number one is the cost of getting a site ready to go uh, and the second is the pricing of how we can look at uh, charging for electricity or not, uh, but to set the scene. Uh, As you know, Medfield received a Green Communities grant. One of the items that's been funded are electric vehicle charging stations. So in tandem with the charging stations, which is the equipment, so this would pay for the equipment, is how do we get the sites ready? So Eversource has a program called Make Ready, and we are very fortunate to be in the queue for Make Ready, and that's the agreement that's in front of you tonight. So um, Nick, if you can pull up the uh, slide that uh, talks about um, hardware and site costs. Um, The Make Ready program is designed to do all of the, um, I think it's the third slide. Um, The Make Ready program is designed to provide all of the site work, which is the most expensive work, believe it or not. Uh, So it's putting in transformer, trenching, running conduit, putting in a cement pad, putting in the bollards to prevent cars from hitting the equipment, and then stubbing out the electrical service. So all of the service, basically making, that's why it's called Make Ready, they make the whole site ready. So um, some of the sites that they're getting ready around the state are you know, up to $100,000 or more. So this is really the most expensive portion. And we're very fortunate to have this opportunity. I think right now, Medfield is one of the only communities that has money in the queue. The DPU is um, hope all the utilities have filed. They've run out of money and they've filed for the next round of funding, which um, they're hoping to hear back in the summer. So um, it's great that we have this opportunity. We're very fortunate and um, that's why we're encouraging moving forward. Um, the other costs for the town at the site are the hardware. So Eversource does the make ready and then putting in the, um, the post, if you will, And then the charger is what the grant money from green communities would pay for so the town would choose a vendor and a type of technology that they want to use. Um, So that is a variable price as you can see on the second line there how much does it cost, that would be up to the town to decide what resource we have grant money for $7500 per site there are three sites in town that have been approved. Uh, For this for make ready and for the green communities grant the one that we're talking about tonight is the we're calling it the town hall site. It's the Jane Street Um, and the um, The so the charger itself will cost in the neighborhood of $7,500 and installation um, depending on the vendor um, is most likely the responsibility of the town. Um, but it can also be um, many towns, the town electrician can handle the installation. So it really depends on who you, Voltrek is, you can see the name Voltrec. They represent a lot of different charging brands. So that's one way that we could go. And often town electricians can take a course and do the uh, installation or you can um, you know pay, pay somebody else to come in. Um, then if we can take a look at the pricing slide. So once we make the site ready, so the other two sites are, are, are school sites, I should be clear, which are the, um, the Wheelock and Behind the Blake and the high school. So this is just one site for the, um, for the town side. Uh, and then this slide, I've tried to give you an outline. This is basically a sample of how the costs, based on your previous discussion, what the costs might look like for different options of how to handle either charging uh, drivers for the power, not charging drivers for the power, how much does the power cost, so forth and so on. Um, So what's surprising is that there are so many components of of how much it costs to run an EV charger. Um, As you can see, down the left-hand margin are all the different components that you need to think about in this process. Uh, Then the first column is, if we give away the power, there are things that we might not, costs we may not have to incur, such as the credit card processing fees, costs for town hall to handle all those uh, facets of charging for the power, um, so forth. The next column over is, if you only charge for power, then you you might still, you still need to, you know, handle credit cards and so forth. So that adds to the fees. And then if you want to take a look at it as how do we recoup all of the costs for this? Um, So that's what you see marching along in the different columns. uh, So that the charge per hour third line up from the bottom uh, would be zero if we don't charge consumers, $4 an hour for uh, power only, and recouping the costs, all the costs, uh, $6 per hour. So again, these are Big round numbers. These are estimates. It's based on um, the most popular charging stations around. You know, if you pull into, you know, different malls or other towns, the kind of chargers that you're going to run into, um, and just trying to give you a flavor for how uh, how you can approach the equation. Um, so, for example, there are a lot of assumptions here. One assumption is that each charger might be used for four hours a day. 365 days a year, so you could see that might go up on you know weekdays, might be less on a Sunday, um, so forth. So there's a there's a lot of assumptions in here. Um, the service contract second line is about maintenance. The top line is about the the networking, the cloud uh, that you would need to have both for the credit card facility, but also for capturing the data and understanding how much. Juices being dispensed, um, and therefore understanding the economics of what's really going on. Um, I'll share one other thought, and and then um, and then pass it along. Uh, this because this is a green communities project. It takes place within the context of our. Um, we have several different projects that we're doing in the green communities grant, and um, it's my goal that hopefully we could get this rolling so that we could in char- install chargers over the summer. Um, the next green communities grant round is in the fall. So it's, it's my goal to hopefully close this grant out over the summer so that then we can reapply for more work in the fall and a- apply for another $200,000 worth of um, grant money from DOER um, because we have, we've just teed up a whole bunch of really exciting projects that I would love to um, that I would love to get along to, but first we need to spend all the money from this grant. So this project is part of that larger um, green communities effort. So with that, I think James Redden was going to make some comments.
0: Can we? Does anybody have? Unless you're still going to be talking about that slide before it goes away, I just want to. Yeah,
14: we're
2: going to talk about all these slides.
0: But <clears throat> questions anytime. Well, I was trying to understand what. There's a charge only. I'm looking at all the, the numbers in the columns between charge only for power and recoup all costs. They're all the same, except that then they're not. What, what's the cost?
3: It, it, do you could so get $6 versus 4 She said that, that's how you can separate for you.
0: No, I understand that, but what's the difference between charge only for power and recoup all costs? What's the other costs that aren't power costs that are the, you're recouping?
14: <clears throat> Basically, the uh, service contract for maintenance. Well, the the top from the top down is the six ninety. Yeah, six ninety is optional in the first column. Is and first off,
0: let me try it this way: if the recoup all costs, the bottom that total collected says eight thousand seven hundred sixty-five. dollars I haven't done the math here. Is that eight thousand seven hundred sixty-five? That's the total of all the numbers above it. Correct. Correct. Okay. Fourteen eighty times six. Okay, so then the charge only for power leaves two thousand nine hundred twenty-five. For the town, and you're saying part of that 2925 is the service contract?
14: Yes, I mean,
0: yes. And what's that? Well, yes. Where's the, total, the other 2000
14: Under the middle it's, column, it's the, the acquisition
12: plus the service contract plus the credit card processing and fees. So it's everything other than the electricity. Okay. If so all the. I
0: got it. Okay.
12: And again, those are really big estimates. So, for example, credit card processing and fees um, can vary dramatically if you're an Amex customer versus a MasterCard customer, mm -hmm, depending on how the town treasurer or accountant processes, you know, um, so that I just pulled it, put in, you know, 50 cents per transaction on that.
0: Okay. That's so all. that's okay, it. Yeah,
14: I have a very short role here. Basically, as a committee, we looked at all these options. There's a lot of data behind all these numbers, and like the charge forward numbers are representative of what we feel is available to the town. Mm-hmm. And likewise, our you know give the power away for free is our estimate of what we think will happen if we give it away for free. Mm-hmm. So, as a committee, when we looked at all these options and knowing where we are in the process, we wanted to recommend to the town that we move forward with the no charge for electricity option at this point in time because it has the least total costs and has least commitments. If we signed up with a company like ChargePoint right now, you'd probably be making a five-year commitment to it. And in a sense, ChargePoint is one of the many companies out there, so you'd have to go through this whole process. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the numbers they're using are sort of hidden from us. They don't say why they're charging us so much for electricity, they're just saying, based on our knowledge, we know this. So our proposal is that we take this first year, six months to a year, Put in the equipment where we can do our own recording let the power be for free and you can see roughly the cost will be to the town and get the data we have about what usage we have in town and then make a more intelligent decision about whether we want to farm out all the options to different companies as a service whether we can do it internally into town for less money and make some money or we decide as a town we should give it away because it's helping
0: all the merchants but what we really wanted what, that, what data what i'm a- what is the data you would collect with free electricity what will that data tell you it'll
14: tell us how long people hook up you know what time of day how long they say how much power they draw
0: but what will that tell you you, you, if, know, you if you have free electricity you're, it's not really telling you what people would do if they were paying for their fuel you could you could have a fuel free fuel pump and see how many when people come to pump gas too and i don't know that that data would be very useful well that's true truthfully other so than it, that uh, people like free stop
14: well, it might. I mean, and there is a lot of free charging around available from, you know, like certain Teslas still get charged for free. So the electric charge market right now is kind of wide open. So I don't think people even know what they're paying when they pull in to, pe- to charge up their cards. So I think it would provide information, but obviously it wouldn't provide everything. And it is, we thought about charging five bucks or six bucks. And then when you compare to going across the street at Bank of America, we'd have to be cross comparing to them every time and we'd be getting into this you know, we can do that in the long run, but we do kind of felt right now, we didn't want to commit to a company to do that much work to do the billing and make sure we're collecting all the money. There may or may not be worth the trouble.
0: I would actually think it would be useful to exercise that full infrastructure to make sure that we know how to do it so we can make a decision whether we want to get into the, the fueling business or not. Um, you know, if, if by making people pay for the full cost of this, we find that they're all going to Bank of America. If I don't know if Bank of America's electricity is free or not. But if we know they're going there, then I would say the town should stay out of the fueling business and should look for ways to encourage businesses. If, if in fact that's attracting people to businesses, then it seems to me private businesses should be putting them in. And if they want to do it for free, that would be great. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not seeing the logic in the analysis. This is what I'm saying.
14: The logic, well. In the future, you all, the town may also want to use the electricity themselves. See, what I'm arguing
0: or suggesting
14: right now is we don't want to make final decisions on how you're going to use that charger for the next five years because you don't really have as much information as you probably want. If you buy a couple electric char- cars in the next couple of years, you may want to park one overnight here and charge it mm-hmm. on your own account. Mm-hmm. And therefore, all we're suggesting is you put the infrastructure in now to have the charger with the ability to do all these things, we're not saying you can't. You can start charging the first month if you want. We're, we're suggesting you put the data, uh, the data in, the data communications in, so that you have that
0: information. Yeah, totally agree. Data, right. totally. Yeah. In that. the next
14: month, if you want us to develop a billing <clears> system, <throat> it would not be hard to do. I mean, but then you'd have to assign um, someone from the town to do that billing, and as Susan was saying, that would be—it's it, really could be pretty complicated. You know, getting people's either credit cards if you put that system in or finding out who charged and sending a bill for six bucks, you know.
0: That's not what we heard in our last discussion. We actually said there's apps that people that do this all the time. It's kind of like when you go, like if you go park in downtown Boston now, they you can't even put money in the meter anymore. You have to get the app on your cell phone and it all gets processed. Now, I understand there'd be a fee to us for the service that does that, but I don't think the billing would be here out of the no, town. No. It would be an app that's... It should be I easy to that. do that's, that. that.
14: That's the middle line. We, we, you can do that. I didn't mean to say you couldn't. Okay. What I said, you have to commit to that. So if you want to commit to something now for that, we can go forward under those. After five year
3: statement, that if you go <clears throat> a charge point, they may charge us. It may be a five year <coughs> contract that we'll we'll put this in. But you're at least on the hook for five years. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah,
14: and I just okay. think
0: it's a little early for that. And that was, but that yeah. was not, look, the, Jeff the Jeff. cost for that yeah. service was. Well, what did it say on the slide? It was like seven hundred dollars a year or something. Uh, that's, that was the service maintenance contract, not the billing. That's not the billing. The billing was in the same ballpark. What was the? I I don't remember the number, but it was, the billing. What was the billing?
14: We had fourteen hundred, say fifteen hundred
0: dollars. So we'd be so we'd be at risk for doing something for we'd be spending seven thousand dollars over five years, uh, if we signed a. Con- See, my view is I would much rather get insight into the market Mm -hmm. reaction of how people will use this because on the surface and I and I'm not against the idea of us finding this out so I'm not Mm -hmm. I actually think it's in the right spot but my reaction would be I'm not sure why people who live in Medfield would choose to come two three miles down the road from their charger at home to plug into a charger that they pay for here recognizing that here at the town hall if you're going over to Avenue for dinner I, I get it If you're coming in here to pay your your real estate bill i don't because it's you know it's a it's a five-minute thing so I'm, i'm genuinely curious to know it may be that there's town employees that have electric vehicles and it turns out it's an amenity for the town for the town employees i don't know so i i would like to know but i'd like to know how the i'd like the market i'd like to know the market response because the logical place here next if if this thing is is well received the next question will be we need more of them and then it's like well how and where i'm not even you know how should we think about where they should be uh well, but i kind of like to know they're... how the market behaves not not a distorted picture of free free electricity that's that's what i'm getting at i'd rather i'd rather spend the seven thousand dollars over five years to get the true The market data that we need. You're absolutely right. Right now, for buying the equipment, prime my prime concern was to whatever we ordered for the for what we're ordering would be equipment that was capable of supporting that kind of a thing. So, as a practical matter, right now for the decision you're looking for tonight, I think that's that's fair. That's the only thing I was worried about is we would buy the oh this is the non-charge non-charging stuff. Gee, we should have gotten the other stuff. That's, that's yeah, no, I, the immediate question.
14: Yeah, we're in agreement that, okay. that no matter what, communication should be built into the thing. Yeah. Um, there is some idiosi- or idiomatic data that says there's apps where people will look for restaurants in towns that have electric chargers near them, mm-hmm. and people will, from out of town, come into electric charger and charge for the two or three hours you're talking about, mm-hmm. which, which is someone that's worth the effort, mm-hmm. and then Eat It Avenue. So this is also part of the economic development of the town so we should but talk but to Avenue about sitting there doing what Bank of America did. You can, we're really early in the system here and we're going to have all this information you know, 10 years from now, and we just don't have the full research capabilities here, but we're doing the best we can. So we're for moving forward <clears> in any <throat> manner forward. Most important thing that we've got to reiterate is Eversource has a list of 100 towns that want all this stuff. We're in a good place if we say yes, but we can't mm-hmm. keep saying we better wait. Is, yeah. What we want to say is move forward with the Eversource piece tonight. Mm-hmm. You're giving us great instruction. We can come back with a much more, and Susan, I'm sure, will agree with this, a much more detailed list of the different suppliers. So it's not just one charge point as mm-hmm. this example will give you all the comparisons of them mm-hmm. and then make a decision over the next month as to which one may to go forward. Mm-hmm. As another step. I guess that's what we're saying. We haven't really fully vetted, in my mind, the vendors. Right.
0: The other question I had on the chart that you showed, that was for a single spot, so we're, we have three that are going in, so actually those yes, numbers, yes, in yes, terms yes. of the impact on the town, it's triple what that chart shows yes. if we're putting in three spots, if we if it, we do the same thing in all three yes, spots. Yes,
14: and you don't have to do the same thing in all spots, but you would, it would be the same.
12: We, to be clear, the make ready, because the Jane Street site is very finite, uh, there would be initially one pole with two heads on it, so a dual charger, and the make ready program would stub out another site for future but there's no date attached to that so if it's super popular you could put it in next year you could wait 10 years so it's really waiting for the demand to catch Mm -hmm. up with the supply but make uh, the make ready program wants to make sure that as long as they're doing all that expensive work with trenching and all so forth that they're leaving a space for future the um because it's finite there's only two for the Jane Street, but um, for the schools, they'll be putting in four spots and only one charger at each of those. So again, it's ready for the future in case it's super popular.
14: Okay, a, it's a five-year commitment to keep the charger there
0: to ever source mm-hmm. back and forth. So okay,
3: did you see Jess comment?
0: I did. I didn't know. It's a good thing you're spot. you're keeping
3: track. Well, I knew he was going to have to leave, so he pinged. Okay,
0: uh, so we had a comment from Jeff Hyman. I have to leave the meeting, but I want to state that moving forward with the Eversource Make Ready proposal is the right decision for the town, and I urge the select board to vote yes to proceed. Adoption of charging infrastructure helps Massachusetts reach its goal of 300,000 registered EVs on mass roads by 2025. Um won't argue with that. My my arguments all have to do with how much taxpayers are being asked to pay word, for it. Uh, par- actually, that's not even my main one. I am genuinely curious about understanding the market response. And so, uh, because yeah. because if you take this parking lot, for example, the trade-off we have here, we've had, we've had parking studies that basically say we don't have enough parking downtown, but what that really means is they don't wanna to have to walk, say, from the CVS parking lot down to here, sure. or in some cases, I don't wanna to have to cross 109 to get to Brothers. Right. So, you know, the, the standards for adequate parking can be pretty exacting by some people. But nonetheless, this parking lot is, is usually full, at least on Board of Selective meeting nights. Um, and so I'm, I'm sensitive to when you start pulling parking spaces out of general parking, converting them to charging spaces, I recognize that may be the right thing for us to do as people, as more people use EVs, maybe that's the right thing to do, but I'm sensitive to wanting the, wanting the insight to try to figure out that transition process, if it is one, uh, carefully, so we don't kind of like take, we don't have a lot of parking spaces to just kind of give away. No, I uh, really agree, and
14: it will be interesting to see how people end up paying for the electricity. Like I said, it's really pretty much a wild west right now, but right. there's going to be a lot of standardization in the industry. And mm-hmm. um, I did actually check on the way over here. If you signed up to buy charging across at the Bank of America, mm-hmm. it's 16 cents a minute, which is $9.60 mm-hmm. an hour. That's up to 50 KW. Mm-hmm. And then they have a 150 KW Charger over there, they say. (coughs) It's um, it's double that, so it's like eighteen dollars an hour.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. And to be clear, if we charge for this, I don't want us to be trying to make money on it. I just want the straight, pure cost. It's not. It's not. You know. So we can undercut Bank of America to get them to come to our. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see. (laughs)
14: They also say if you're a member, you may get a totally different price. Yeah. So you know, I mean, everything is. Rolling, so it will
0: do if you're up to date on mm-hmm. all your real will... estate taxes and water and sewer bills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, up. <you're old. laughs> <laughs>
14: there... uh,
0: dog licenses,
14: license. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, there will be parking apps, okay. uh, charging apps, and there are, are a bunch of them. So and that's what,
0: so I apologize. Called. I just dominated this whole thing. No, no, no.
3: Well, just to give you a nugget. When well, we had this conversation before, you were saying, like, I don't even know how many Teslas are in town. <clears throat> so Christine reached out, and uh, what we know from just an EV plate standpoint, there's 117. Mm-hmm. Registered and then that but but you may I think my neighbor Jeff has an EV which you could own a Tesla or a volt or a purist and not Have the uh, the EV plate. So there's there's mm-hmm. still wiggle room. We could have more cars Because uh, you're paying more for the plate. I think it's right.
0: So <clears throat> it'd be 117 out of 4,000 some households most of which have two
11: Cars, probably.
3: Yeah, I think that has the total number of cars on the top, does it not? Yep. Yeah, it's uh was it, thirteen thousand two hundred and seventy four, but that's a whole well, that includes everything. That's, that's commercials, cancer, four? Yeah. <laughs> three uh, oh. more than two. Yeah, four. yeah.
14: Well we
0: have three. I
5: think everybody's third car should be yeah.
3: But this I mean, you figure this is over hundred of them just floating around the town.
5: Hilly yeah, right? has it. Yeah. You can get it from Hilly. Hilly has it, yep. Yeah, that's where I got it from.
1: So, so this is definitely a good idea. We should be doing this. It, it, the only question I think really is the is the way that we do the charging for it. We don't have to do that tonight. We can figure that out. Mm-hmm. I can see I can see arguments a lot of different ways uh, for that.
14: Um, I yeah, I'm not sure either. Where, where I'm going to come down in the long run. I just think right now I'm not. I don't have enough information to recommend one. Yeah, exactly.
1: I like your idea of getting more information, more data, and and making a decision about that. That certainly doesn't hurt us. Uh, too much financially, um, but I, I think we need to make a decision to go ahead with the uh, the site and and permit the site.
3: Is Avenue aware that this is being kicked around? Not that they want it, but it. I mean it is in their backyard.
0: They probably would be happy to. That, did, so, have you guys talked to Avenue by any chance, sir?
1: I think he works the night that we have select board meetings, probably, so he may not know about it.
14: Mm-hmm. Uh, if the uh, after the meet the document whatever source is signed the next thing you guys will see or the town engineer would see is a, a plant development plan so they will show you a really detailed development document. so that there will be a whole nother step that you'll get to look at to be sure exactly what's going in there
1: yeah we saw some pretty detailed plans already
2: exactly. but uh,
3: so we own that entire parking lot so, so <coughs> Avenue when they tall. built that they said they would they would want rights to X number of spots but it's not like
5: no we allow all of the downtown businesses to count um, the Jane's Avenue parking lot oh, as good. part of their parking lot
3: okay yeah cool
0: your view on, on this
3: no I think it's definitely the right thing this it's it, we've gone back and forth on the payment we don't have to decide okay. that tonight but I think in the spirit of what the state's trying to get um, us to in terms of electric cars and I think Medfield's certainly going to be a green town so I, I think this is the right okay. I've got no issue with it. I think I have the it's, same.
0: It's, it's
1: the future. It, 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 yeah. it's the way we're going to go. We're all going to have electric cars eventually. I'm not, I'm, no I'm, one's going to make a gas I'm motor conv- in a while. I'm not convinced
0: <laughs> that this technology will prove to be the future. Well, it longer. might be hydrogen. Who knows? That's yeah. a that's a <laughs> philosophical observation. That's not a comment on whether we should have. I think at the moment, right now, I, I think there's some logistical issues that will. There will be something that will eclipse it. My guess, my best guess would be fuel cells, but that's that's long-term philosophy. I think I think the three of us are on board with the idea of doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, speaking personally, I thought you picked the right spot. I think it's appropriate to start with two parking spaces. I like the idea that there's a stub, so if you know we learn something, we have the ability to. least put two more in there if there's this overwhelming, you know, clear indication that that's the best thing we can do to, you know, to meet the needs of the town and the people that are here. Um, My biggest concern was that whatever it is we do buy by way of a charger, it be a charger that's capable of handling all that charging. I agree as long as that's all going to happen so that when we do get to the actual decision around charging, we don't hear anything about hardware that's going to restrict our ability to fully do it. I think that's that's great i think it's a great program. i mean it's not costing the town anything to do it other than two parking spaces mm-hmm. and uh and i think it's appropriate to we, we can have some further discussions around what the data is we do want to get but for me personally i think you want the real kind of ground truth economic data but uh that's something that i'm, I'm comfortable that that's as long as the stuff we're putting in has the capability to support yep. all the options yeah, be i think interesting. we're
14: good to go it would be yeah. an interesting uh Interesting to do the pricing. What would be a yeah. legitimate price? You know, it's it's not always straightforward. How much yeah. electricity costs.
0: Bre- break even would be fine with me. I, I mean, you get into you get into philosophy when you have a town subsidizing f- fuel for certain people's cars right. because they have the right kind of cars, and I basically don't want to go there. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think it's it's potentially regressive if you do it that way. But if you, but I'm also not trying to the town in car fueling business i'd rather just get ground truth on yeah and i i agree uh, i mean in the
14: long run the town probably doesn't want to be selling power but in the short run it might be the right thing to do
0: yeah i mean you have parking meters that raise money i I, if we think it's a revenue opportunity for the town i would i'd wait till we have 20 spots you know (laughs) before run you may end up just
14: renting it out i mean like a lot of assets like this you know companies will be able to pay the town some pilot program you know Mm -hmm. some payment in the taxes
0: something small but might, might work, but I think we're. I'm good. I'm good. I think we're all three. Good. I would move to approve
1: the EverSource Electric Vehicle Charger Site Host Agreement and the sites that were set forth in that, that in the materials that have been circulated for our prior meeting.
0: Second. All those in favor?
13: Aye. Yes. Aye. 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 Done. The chair, uh, Penny is in the audience, and she did raise her hand. I don't know if you want to Oops, give it the
0: Absolutely. Sure. Do we have to? Yeah. Let her talk first. I was going to say, do we have to take that vote back? But no. <laughs> <laughs>
12: Good evening everyone. I just want to thank Jim, Fred, Susan for a great presentation. Uh, Eversource is thrilled to put these charging units in. As both part of Eversource and as an EV owner, um, I encourage the town to consider uh, further discussion about the, the fee. I, I think that's a very appropriate discussion. And I think as we see uh, fuel prices increase, it's gonna be important to be thoughtful about that. But thrilled to see that you are approving it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Penny.
11: <laughs> Thank you, Penny. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, we're good. Thank you very much. <clears throat> sure. Thanks. Thank you. And, and Fred, Thank that the, the Energy Committee's report for the town meeting, I actually want to compliment the energy committee it it was the right length for a town meeting it was one page i did read it the uh, you you know i've already gone through the 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 annual report so i already understood there were some big dollars that the energy committee's been saving for the town hadn't seen the eight million and hadn't heard the 9.2 until night but until tonight but i thought it was well written i thought it hit some good points i thought the things that you emphasized were right on on the mark for what the town should understand about what the energies committee doing uh, energy committee is doing so uh, whoever wrote that my compliments to whoever it was it put that together they did a nice job and
11: i know you two are scheduled to give input to time capital
0: yep. Okay. yep yep
11: thank you very much okay
0: Wait, thank you. okay all right we were past item 3 <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> only 19 uh, yeah that's all right uh, So item four was just, I think, a general discussion about the town meeting, Uh, anything in particular? No,
5: I think um, actually we were uh, putting together a plan B I guess plan C if we did not get quorum <laughs> right, right. last night. So I was anticipating uh, we would have to take some action. I do want to take the opportunity. Um, I had a couple of people reach out this morning asking me when the appointments to the school building committee would begin. And I just want to remind everybody, I talked to uh, Marian Binaldi, our town clerk. The bylaw will be sent uh, within the next week to the attorney general's office, and they can take anywhere from uh, 30 to 90 days. So last year, just as an example, when we sent them our bylaws, we sent them uh, on May 24th and we heard back with an approval from the attorney general on August 22nd. So there is uh, a time frame. They can also request an extension if they have not reviewed that. Obviously, they have multiple towns to review. Um, They can request an extension for 30 to 60 days. Uh, We did have that happen on one of our bylaws last fall and we did finally hear from them back in November. So just want to let everybody know there is a, a time frame on that.
1: Um, it's... And, if, and if Chris, if people are interested in serving on that the school building committee, they should still get their names in sooner than later. Yeah,
5: we'll we'll post on the on the website like we do for all our boards and committees. But just to give you a heads up, there is a, a time lag on there.
0: So if I can, I'd I'd like to get a clean copy of the of the actual bylaw. I I just didn't grab that particular handout.
5: Yes, we'll have uh, Marion can supply you with everything that she'll I'm send to that, the attorney
0: general's office. Uh, a couple things. One part of the reason I want to look at that is I want to be sure that we given that we've changed the bylaw I want to take a look at the upfront part that announces that the project needs to be done I understand that we already submitted an SOI. We've demonstrated the need to replace it Um, I'll tell you what I would like but I don't know that I have any particular right to demand it is I would like a statement of what this project will be and in particular what i'm looking for is this, it just it's not a detailed statement it's an upfront statement of this of the concept for this project what i want to know is we already know that one project failed so by the standard of is it a viable project i will say last year's project was not viable so i would like to i would like to know what this new conceived project is that makes it different that would cause us to consider it to possibly be viable. At that point, I think is when, and this is why I haven't read the whole, it, I think at that point is when the Board of Selectmen basically kind of raise their hands and say to the school committee and the moderator, we all are gonna figure out how to form a school a school building committee. I don't see why we would need to hold up on doing that to a, we'd have to hold up before that committee could come into existence but I see no reason why we would have to hold up doing that to wait to get approval I think we could actually begin the, the process of forming that committee it can't come into effect until we get approval from the state mm-hmm. but rather than say we have to wait 30 to 90 days and then if the state approves it then we'll start the process of trying to do this I'm saying if we can get that statement of how this project will be different so we can make the determination of viability given the last concept was not viable, then I think we could begin the process of forming that committee and just keep them in the barn until the rancher says <laughs> the field's open.
5: Can I ask who are you anticipating will prepare that statement of
0: project? I'm assuming it's coming from the school committee. It's okay, the, that's the I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, and, and, and I'm talking, If I'm talking through my hat here by asking for something, I have no right to ask of the school committee by what the bylaw asked for, then I'll simply make it a a plea. (laughs) But if that's actually part of the revised bylaw, that's the trigger event that gets us to actually initiate the creation of a building committee. And and, so let's go by the bylaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have 30 to 90 days to digest all that and decide where to go.
3: No, we should certainly be doing it in parallel. We I mean, to wait yeah, until yeah, we, we get why
0: the pre We'll probably lose the summer as it is, but right. at least if we can get this figured out, then that building committee can either do stuff or not do stuff, and at the very least, when they get back from wherever they are in the summer, then at the beginning of September, they get started. Mm-hmm. However that works is up to the building committee.
1: I guess I'm wondering whether the schools or anybody else is going to undertake a, uh, an analysis of why it uh, didn't wasn't successful. I mean, we've had these uh, people that have suggested that they could run a, uh, an analysis, uh, uh, an after uh, action analysis sort of thing to tell us uh, and get us the information. Um, but I'm wondering if, if the schools are thinking about doing anything of that sort to try to plot the way forward by figuring out the details of what happened in the past. But
0: they could do that if they want. I, personally, I don't, I wouldn't, feel it was necessary. I think I know why this failed, but um, it's not my job to figure that out. It's their job to figure it out. They did talk about wanting to do some sort of a study. No problem if that's what they need to do before they can figure it out. And They're free to do that. It's not a problem. I don't think they'll find one reason. I think they'll find multiple reasons. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I think that we have a lot of residents yeah, that don't want to pay more taxes. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: think, well, that's one reason, but that's not the only one. And, no, and no, I actually that, think... For I mean, ax- I think
1: that's the biggest one.
0: I, you know, you know me, you know my bias. I want to agree with you, Pete, and I think that's true, but there were some other... I've heard some people that have had strong opinions about other things. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think you, you're
1: right. It was a constellation of, of yeah. things, yes.
0: But my point is we should be looking at a a school project which in some way shape or form people would understand how this project is different from the last project well, the that's, last that's right
1: failed. that's why i'm bringing it up yeah. because that's how you figure out you have to figure out why the last one really failed if you yeah to well, make yeah, the changes
0: yeah, I mean, you, maybe if that's helpful they should do that i i'm more concerned that we actually take the time to think out of the box before yeah. we simply try to figure out how to put the sh- the, the shoes that did fit in the first box, the same shoes into another box, and that's yeah. that's my, my worry. And, uh, we won't looking backward too hard will get us into backward thinking and lock. I'm I worry people get locked into an old concept and just trying to figure out what do we get wrong versus let's really think about what we need. So it's not yours or my we have responsibility to do that so we're opining about what the steps forward
1: well yeah yes i mean i I regard myself here to help in the process but not to i I don't i think the schools need to be leading on this so all
0: right right yeah sure
1: chris
6: Did you hear that, Mark?
0: Did you hear that question, Mark? I, I no,
10: think, I, think I, did I did. it. it, 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 uh, it uh, there's, there's no, no quick, quick answer. answer. It, it's, it's not, not necessarily, necessarily, you know, nothing, uh, um, arrangement. arrangement. They, uh, they, they can't, if they, they, if they, they, if they, find, something they find something fundamentally, fundamentally flawed with it, They may strike strike it. it. If it's a minor point, point, sometimes sometimes they they, will, and and it can be uh, uh, the bylaw can function with that omitted. uh, They may uh, approve the bylaw with certain exceptions.
0: I don't really have. The other thing I had talked with Scott about, although I don't think this would work because we wouldn't get the feedback in time, there are some words, at least as my reading of the bylaw, that are, they don't, they're not words that I think challenge the fundamental intent of the bylaw, but the literal words are saying something that isn't exactly what I think the intent of the bylaw is. So they're they're editorial changes that are just literally the way the words in the bylaw are. I talked to Scott about that prior to the town meeting because I said, well, if if you have those kinds of things, how do you handle it? One thing that he said we could do is to have an article at the special town meeting in June to process what you'd effectively see as administrative corrections to the bylaw as written. The problem is the AG's office probably won't get back to us in time for us to deal with it that way. But if there's things in, if there's things that, I guess it would be up to the bylaw review committee to figure them out. But if there are editorial changes that we would want to make, you know, then that would screw up what we submit to the AG's office, wouldn't it? Bad no, idea. That's, not,
10: that's, that's not the standard no, in of that the AG applies. The AG is looking to see whether it's within, within your formal authority to enact a regulation, namely, do you have that authority? And secondarily, uh, does it conflict with any federal or state uh, statutes or regulations which take precedence? So, And they will generally give, if it's in a gray area, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and uh, there may be some cautionary remarks that go on for pages. Uh, but but they'll they'll tend to give you the benefit of the
3: doubt. For what it's worth, the the attorney that sat next to me last night, yep. when it was done, and I said, "Is there anything in here?" Because we were talking about the AG, and he said, "I've read through this, and I can just I'll just give you mine." He's like, "There's nothing in here that should raise a red flag."
0: Okay, okay. Uh, anyway, I think I think there's a value to moving ahead on the assumption that the bylaw will be accepted but recognizing that the building committee wouldn't be able to officially, I don't think the building committee would be able to spend any of the money that's been allocated until the, the bylaws officially reviewed, but that doesn't mean that the building committee couldn't get organized and pulled together. And the only the only ball there would be if the AG said this is a totally unacceptable bylaw, it's just not gonna, you can't fix it, throw it out, in which case we'd have to fall back to the original bylaw and then we'd probably have to reconfigure the building committee to a degree, to bring that building committee into com- into conformance with the original bylaw. But, but I mean, I think that's a twenty-five percent course correction, not a eighty-five percent course correction. Anyway, I'm just trying to get. Yeah. I'm just trying not to waste six another six months. Right. Uh, just simply getting you know the next person up to home plate to batter up. Uh, so okay. Assuming that the school committee would also like to not take another six months, they're they're driving this, but uh, trying to stay out of the way. Okay, so no action, we're good. Nope, just a discussion. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, item we already uh, oh heck we already we're ahead we can skip over <laughs> item five. <laughs> item six: Requesting the Medfield Cultural Alliance to sign a letter of support for their application to the Mass Development Underutilized Properties Program.
10: And you authored
0: this, right? Yeah. I, I don't think I authored I didn't author it. I think I have to sign it. And the only comment I had was I'd ordinarily, when I sign an official letter, I'd use my full name, not just Gus.
5: We can change that. Oh, so
0: I would change Jean, that. Jean
5: is here if you want to speak to her, if you're unless you're all set with it. We
0: only want to speak to Jean if she wants to speak to us.
5: <laughs> Jean, we were out really late last night, so we'd like to move on.
0: <laughs> was it? I assume we have we assume we have unified support for signing this letter. Yes. yes,
5: yes, yes. And we yes. will change. We will change the name on it.
0: So if you want to thank us profusely or something, Gene, will let you
5: come on. Gene but said, "Move on." Move on.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, I, do we have to officially? I think we have to officially vote you do that. Have to vote. So. Uh, so moved. Second. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. 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 Okay. So Gene, we will sign, the, or I'll sign the letter. I think I'm the only signature that needs there. Uh, item seven, vote to accept the resignation of Heidi Graf from the Council on Aging.
1: Uh, move to accept it with regrets.
3: Second. Regrets. All those in favor? Yes.
0: Aye. Okay, that passes. Number eight, vote to allow car wash fundraisers on Sundays to allow for rescheduling of canceled fundraising events due to the current water restrictions.
5: So we were fully booked for our uh, May and June car washes on Saturdays and then we had to cancel them all starting this Saturday because of the because nice. of well 6. So um, the current policy that we have on car washes that we passed last year was to only allow them on Saturdays. I would like to ask that they be done on Saturdays and Sundays so we can take this group of rescheduling sure. and move them into Sunday dates.
1: Uh, so moved.
5: Second. All those in favor. Yeah. Yes. Right. Thank
0: you. Okay, that's done. Item nine. Uh vote to sign a letter of engagement with Attorney Drew Hoyt to provide environmental legal services for the Medfield State Hospital. So um,
3: I noticed in his, his document that he talks about uh, his services. Is there like a list of environmental activities that we have as a priority that would be his part of his charter?
5: Uh, right now, he would be providing uh, staffing to the PIP group that we have. Okay. The public involvement plan uh, and any issues with the laundry parcel that we have. Okay. Um, we also will probably use Drew,
3: uh, our attorney Hoyt, I'm sorry, to, uh, help us really <coughs> overlook maintenance. As okay. Well. I just didn't know yeah. it, having done contracts in my previous life, mm-hmm. I just, we used to have to list certain things out so I, I couldn't see anything that was looking, okay, should anything be clarified as to what are his priorities? No,
5: we, uh, the contract that we had with, um, with attorney Solfa was just on an as needed basis oh, okay. on the hourly, um, as we needed for environmental issues. Um, as Bill knows, with the state hospital, you never know what's going to pop up. Uh,
0: I also, uh, Peg had a couple of items on the due diligence list for the hospital, so you mm-hmm. may want to have. They've
5: already been. They've already been sent okay. over. Yeah, all set. Okay.
1: Yep. I would vote to sign the letter of engagement with attorney Drew Hoyt to provide environmental legal services for the Medfield State Hospital.
0: Before before you second that, I did have one question. So first off, just a comment. This was for a lawyer's contract. This was reflect, refreshingly simple. <laughs> I, I was surprised to see that. Uh, but then, because it was so simple, I had one quick question sure. on the part. He talked about co- you know expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, ordinarily, if we write a contract, we'll say that expenses will be passed on at cost. Do you know, is there a markup or anything on that?
5: I don't know. I can ask him though.
0: Okay. I would yeah. just that's. Uh, I won't. Yep. Hold, I wouldn't hold up the approval on that, but I'd kind of like that clarified that sure. it didn't actually say it was just pass expenses or pass through at cost, which I was what I'd expect it would be. But uh, okay. I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Okay. All right. yep. uh, so you made the motion. I did. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Aye. It passes.
1: I think that may not be ethical for attorneys to mark markup services costs like that.
0: You could make a case. It's never ethical, but. It's uh, <laughs> you don't have to be an attorney, but it just it, it just caught my well, attention because I mean, it didn't you know, specifically say it. In the trades, it. they
1: do that. So that if the electrician goes to the supply store, they get a different price than I do when I go yeah, to the supply
0: yeah, store. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. attorneys yep. don't do that. Yep. Uh, item ten: Vote to award bid to Comcast Cable Communications Management LLC for a lease of land located at fifty-five North Meadows Road and lease agreement. Uh, lease agreement renewal to existing lease. So that is a five-year lease at 38000 a year and a five-year extension at 44000 if I recall, right, Nick? Correct. Okay. Uh, well, and- the the
13: land, right? Yes, where they currently are, where their yeah. facility is. Can I ask yeah. a question on that one? Yep. All
3: right, so when I read that, what I found interesting is that there's no price increase year over year, that it's five and then it's another five. Um, yet, okay, so if I was sitting at home, like I used to watch these selectmen meetings, I'd be wondering, Why wouldn't we at least, like every one of us who's on Comcast sees an increase every year. So why wouldn't we as a town, if we're leasing something out, give a a increase? And even if it was to mirror what the average increase for mid-level service with Comcast is to the residents of Medfield, if it's it's like, I I know what my Comcast bill has done in the last couple of years. Um, I bet you in the last three years, it's probably gone up 60, if not $80. And I haven't really done anything other than wake up and welcome a new day. So I'm just curious as to why we, why we do that just flat year over year, over year when we're not, uh, so they've got a fixed cost, but my, myself as a consumer, I don't have a fixed cost, just food for them, just asking.
13: When we developed RFP, I consulted with Dave Maxon who helps us with all of our wireless stuff. And he looked at some of the numbers and said, this would be about where he would anticipate the market would end up. Um, and that's what we set the minimum bids as and what we put in the RFP that we can negotiate the bid price if we so feel we want to do that. Um, so I'll defer to the board in that sense. So the first year would, the minimum bid was 38,000. So the first year will have to be 38, the sixth year will have to be a minimum of 44, but there's certainly wiggle room within that to go above those numbers. If they agree, of course, and we only had the one bid. So, yeah, but I don't think they want to dismantle their equipment. So,
3: I'm just curious. I just see. I mean, like literally, as a consumer, you never get five years. You're nowhere close to what you. So I'm just wondering why we're doing that. We can go back and negotiate further. I guess that's food for thought for you guys.
14: Well,
0: you you did you did raise an interesting thought that you'd have a contract that said, well, our rent goes up by the percentage by which your your rates to Comcast customers in Medfield goes up. That's an interesting quest. But, uh,
1: Pete, I would, uh, uh move to uh, award the bid to Comcast Cable Communications LLC for a lease of the land located at 55 North Meadows Road and a lease agreement all as renewal to the existing lease all as set forth in the uh, progr- in the materials for the meeting.
0: So I take it from your standpoint, you're okay with the five-year. Well, it's extra. our,
1: you know, it's our RFP, so they they're giving us what we asked for, <laughs> and we have no I other bidders. I think
0: what Nick said is that the only thing in our RFP is we committed to the minimum price for the first year. So so what I think we, I think we're saying, I think what's being said here is well, you could actually say no, we want you to go back, and we want you to negotiate annual increases. Sure. Now if. Five years out, it's forty-four thousand. Then the annual increase is about a thousand dollars a year, that we've been negotiating: 38, 000, 39, 40, 41 42 plus you know, and then forty-four, presumably up to forty, whatever. Um,
1: I have no problem with the, if there are increases. I just it's a question of whether Nick wants to uh, undergo the process of. Negotiating something different. I mean, they're giving us. I yeah. can just
13: blame you, so that's easy. <laughs> that, that we just throw you guys problem. under the bus. Don't worry about that. As a company
3: that never has so a flat real, rate.
0: So the real question here is: Do we think we need to help Nick build his <laughs> negotiation skills, or do we already think he's pretty good? Because we could, you know, we could just. <laughs> but my own view: at the, I think it's a. I think it's a valid point. I think it's a better point for somebody in Nick's position to go into a negotiation rather than having gotten to this point sure. in a contract and then have the question come up. So I would be inclined to just go with the five years straight and the five-year acceleration in the interest. This is not a, if it, if it was a $500,000 no, no, contract, no, no. It would be a
2: different
0: I side. just threw it out there before I, I thought, I, I, like I just found yeah, it yeah. off. I, well, you're asking a great question and it's probably money that we left on the table and 10 years from now, Nick, you need to remember this.
13: <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say that one thing we did look at is, you know, if the, if we felt a fair price was $38,000 for year one, so okay. Let's go up 2% a year from year one. That's I think over the 10 years is about $415,000. This over the 10 years is $410,000. So certainly if the percent increase was greater starting in year one, you go up to two and a half percent. It'd probably be about a $15,000 a year swing, but when we were looking at it that way, and I think our, our wireless um, leases are at 2.5% escalation. So it's all in the same rough ballpark, but I'm happy to go back to Comcast. I don't have any issues doing so, but I'll defer to the board's judgment on that. So
5: Nick's not happy about his cable bill either, so...
13: Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is one I probably I, I think your point's
0: valid. I think we should keep it in mind when we do these negotiations. I, but would I wouldn't necessarily.
13: And the current lease is re- expiring in May at $25,000 a year. So it did go. Oh, it was a yeah. pretty good job. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, I had one question. It's not really, it's just a confirmation question. Paragraph 10, indemnification. Comcast agrees to indemnify Hold On and defend. I always look at the indemnification paragraphs. It's one of the magic words for contracts for me it says uh that was the second part of the property accepting only that occasion by director gross provide so provided that this provision shall not apply to the extent that coverage is afforded by either comcast's or town's public liability insurance carrier that part i got and provided further that town and comcast shall each instruct their respective insurers to waive any right of recovery by way of subrogation arising from an insurer's payment of a covered loss, only because that was an action that the town had to take. I, my only question was, is that something that we actually A, recognize we need to do, and it's something that we routinely do? Who, are we going to, says we're going to do it. I just wanted to make sure that that one little detail is actually something that is going to be done. So.
13: Yes. So I was looking to Mark, but uh, I was going to yes. say, I think that's, <laughs> this
5: is a Mark Sorrell question.
10: I believe the language was in the original lease and was just carried forward.
0: <clears throat> We've already submitted this waiver of subrogation. We've had it in place for years.
10: It's just, it's I don't know, frankly, whether anybody on either side actually took the extra step of going to the insurer. Uh, but it's not, it's not unusual language. Uh, insurers don't like it obviously because they're giving up subrogation rights. But it's not unusual to have this kind of language in commercial contracts, at least. So,
0: so uh, back to saying, so we say we're going to do it, are we going to do it?
13: <laughs> it would be on our uh, yeah, we would follow up with Maya to just inform them. And okay. typically, we they check in on lease agreements that we have on an annual basis, anyway. And, okay. And I think
10: you need to look at the context here. This is basically started out as, as a, a very small area in the DPW yard that was allowed, Comcast is allowed to install a, a transmitter box of some sort, and it kind of grew over a period of time. But even now, it's, it's a compact uh, unit, uh, transmittal uh, unit of. Uh, that it's not likely to give rise to liability claims.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about the literal risk. I'm worried about the legal risk if we say in a contract we're going to do something, and particularly if we're doing something that takes a right away from our insurance company. We have a contract that says we're going to do it and then we don't do it. And then, you know, by some act of God, something does happen where it becomes a dispute. Mm-hmm then we're the ones left holding the bag. It just seems it's legal exposure that if we're, if it's in there at all, Mm -hmm. then we should do it. Uh, So, yeah.
3: Yeah,
13: we'll do it. Okay, all right. Pete made a motion.
3: I'll second it. So
13: just before you vote, sorry to interrupt. So this is with Comcast now for feedback and make sure they're in agreement with the lease term. So I would say we'll bring it back to your, for your approval at oh, the next okay. meeting. So but it so was just on your so agenda oh, okay. for okay. for this discussion. So we're
0: So that was feedback. Oh, so we could have them renegotiate. Well, yeah. This is just feedback. You
10: this could. Is, <laughs> well, Procedurally, you need to withdraw the motion. It's, on, it's pending. Motion.
0: Pete has withdrawn his motion. Is 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 a a member of the board of selectmen allowed to withdraw their own motion, or do we need someone else on the board of selectmen to allow that to happen? That do we have to vote on the withdrawal? All right. Hearing no objections, we will accept selectman Peterson's withdrawal. So that's just uh, no vote. (laughs) Obviously, a little punchy after the annual town meeting. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're never uh, doing this again. <laughs> okay. The oh, the uh, the transfer requests that were the late ad. Uh, Christine, that, do you? That
5: the yes, our, that. Uh, this is the appropriation transfers uh, in the board of health and in uh, our own board of selectmen budget. Town administrator budget, I should say.
0: There they are. So we have two appropriation transfers: one from the Board of Health uh, in the amount of total transferred in total total requested transfer is Mm -hmm. seven thousand dollars from coming from Board of Health to transfer two medical services and supplies in the amount of five thousand dollars and transferred to office supplies in the amount of two thousand dollars that seven thousand dollars is coming out of the salaries board of health salaries
5: going in operations
0: and going into operations
5: mm-hmm. thank you
0: uh we have a motion to approve that or do we need to discuss it i'm so good move. Okay. second second all those in favor
1: yeah. yes yes
0: uh, that one passes, and what I'm doing is I'm opening up these transfers live because I didn't actually open them up before. Uh, the second one is a transfer out of town administrator salaries of $5,000 going into uh, contract services in the amount of $5,000. You're 2000 in the hole, it says here, I guess, but. Yes, that's uh, why we're transferring in. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. this, is, it, what, what is there a particular contract or just contract services?
5: No, this is uh, to pay the recording clerk to do the minutes. Oh.
0: <laughs> we have a motion. So
5: Quickly. A motion.
3: Second. <laughs> All those in
0: favor? Yes. Aye. Aye. Okay, Aye. that one passes. That's it, right? Just those just two. Just those two, right now. All right. That's great. Right now. <laughs>
5: There will be a few more before the yeah. end of the
0: year. Okay, got it. Okay, so those are approved. Three times
5: two. And then we're going to hold on number 12. you got to okay. hold on that we'll one? We'll hold okay. that until...
0: Okay. Uh, then we have a consent agenda. Uh, I, just a, a, an observation I made as I was looking at the requests. I see we're using Civic Plus to request permissions from people. Mm-hmm. thought it was kind of cool. I don't know how... And the reason I'm bringing it up is in case people are listening... Uh, I don't know. How, I didn't go on the website to see where to go to do that to, uh, you know, to determine how intuitively obvious it is. But uh, the fact that we have on, you know, online mm-hmm. permission requests is probably going to make things easier for people that want to have block parties Much easier. and things like that. So there is uh, the items on the consent agenda. One is a block party request from Charles Intravaya for 21, 29 to 31 Kenny Road from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on May 21st. The second, I didn't see it in the request thing, but I'll I'll take it as a given mm-hmm. that it's true. Block party request from Kristen Storer for between 39 and 41 Rocky Lane on May 21st from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. A Charles River Valley Trustee's request for one-day beer and wine permit for Friday, May 13th, and Saturday, May 14th at Rocky Woods. From six to ten p.m. and that's for two scary movie nights. It looked like they really did have scary movies.
3: 3D glasses. Uh, 3D to
0: glasses, <laughs> and they're trying to they're trying to bundle that with people who want to actually then go out and camp in the woods that <laughs> night, which is kind of cool. And then uh, the next one, I did not actually see a request on this one either, but Medfield Together and Cultural Alliance of Medfield request yard signs and sandwich boards on Main slash North and South slash Route 27 for the two weeks prior, September 24th to October 8th, to the Culture Fest at Bell Forge, scheduled for October 8th. Uh, And then uh, the final one that we need to vote on, the gazebo players of Medfield request permission to post signs at the usual locations between July 11th and July 24th to advertise their performances of A Midsummer Night's Dream, including July 23rd and July 24th at the Medfield State Hospital, so I think the sign will show all of the performances that they have planned, including the ones at, at Bird Park, and they were doing it. It was another cool place they were going. To. I forget it was Dover. It uh, was, the Heritage.
5: Yeah, they've got some. Really oh, no, Heritage. Good, that, I knew it was a really cool interesting place. yeah. places. Yeah. So
0: at Heritage, uh, so they'll have them all listed. But these are the. two So it's July twenty third and twenty fourth. They'll be doing it at the Medfield on the Medfield State Hospital grounds. Cool. So, if, are there any questions about the consent calendar items? All good.
1: I would move the uh, consent agenda.
0: Okay. Uh, recognizing that we've already re- approved the Hinkley helpers request. Sec- Second. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed. Good. So that's approved. And meeting minutes. Um, I wound up working from both directions just because of the way Brittany put these in. Uh, so the the April 5th, 2022 is, I think, the first meeting minutes that you've actually been able to comment on. Yes. Uh, are you prepared for the April 5th? That's yes. the last one. Yes. Yep. You've you, you got them all done again. I'm, I, I'm a up to date. You're such a dog. I'm not all done yet, but I'm, I've am i got some. So a- April 5th, uh, can we get a motion to approve that one with all three of us? Uh, so moved. Second. All those in favor? Yes. Aye. Aye. Okay. So that one is good. I I had some minor revisions there in there, but they don't. Yep. They're not meaningful. March first still isn't where it needs to be. That's the one that was the discussion of that's, the five yep. intersections. Uh,
5: Brittany's working on that
0: one. Okay. So the and I that's the only I made corrections on the whole thing, and I think Pete, you already have as well. Mm-hmm. The biggest things just first off, I would suggest the discussion should follow the sequence of the intersections because we talked about all five um, and, and just Pete, you can refresh my memory if my memory is bad, but my I came out of that discussion thinking that the Board of Selectmen had expressed support for the Bridge Street Route 109, mm-hmm. that was the number one redo, which is even more important now in light of what's yes. happened in the past week. Uh, and I also thought we were supportive of the Dale Street, West Mill Street realignment, those two I thought met with broad support just as they were proposed.
1: Yeah, that's my recollection. Which of the uh, ones that uh, Dale and West Mill did we
0: approve? The least the less complicated one. know I don't know that we I don't know that we carried it that far, but that's not the one
1: that pushes it out. It's not the
0: one that pushes it out. It was just the one I and I would I would suggest that probably that's up to DPW to give us their best advice on that. That's yes. you know, I mean we were just looking at a diagram you yeah. uh, I don't know that I made an intelligent choice between the two I just thought the other one was a little more complicated
1: and on Harding and and uh,
0: West street Harding and West they have to come back I think with both uh, a more we'd we need to have a specific idea I think I think the resistance on that was turning Harding into a T to allow West yeah. to be continuous yeah. right. was was not something that Many were, of us the that sense live
1: was that, that Harding should be the through street.
0: Right. And then yeah. I think we were receptive to the idea of a rotary if that was the right answer, but I, I don't think we were necessarily rolling out some other reconfiguration. Yeah, so. I like
1: the rotary. I mean, uh, yeah. somebody raised the issue of having to do takings, but I'm, I know that I saw some uh, some uh, uh, state documents about rotaries, and it looked to me like you could get them in pretty small I, yeah, places. Yeah, I think that.
0: So. I thought the take. I thought the takings had more to do with I the think. west, west,
2: the
5: west
0: mill, mm-hmm. yeah, west mill. or a west street. If you wanted to bend it down to be a perpendicular intersection, then you'd have to possibly take. No,
1: I they were talking about takings at uh, and that one too. Harding and West. No, uh, north think, and west. I think, that, yeah, I think you're right. It
0: came up originally because they were showing like a full-blown rotary. And then when we brought up the idea of the kind of rotary that you see in uh, Franklin Center or something like that, it's like that's probably, So I, I, at any rate, I don't think we had a plan for that that any of us jumped on board with. So we didn't think those were ready for prime time. Yeah, no, we didn't.
1: Uh, and, then, pick one there. and then
0: the South uh, 27 intersection that's probably also something that's not figured out, but that's no. always been an important intersection, so that should be reflected in the minutes. So that was that was the thing that pushed that over the edge. And then Pete, being the overachiever in our group tonight, is ready for everything, but as far as the old meeting minutes go, I'm only ready for the first four, May 26, 2020, December 22nd, 2020, and I I want to come back to that one, March 2nd, 2021, and March 30th, 2021. I had minor edits on that, but again, insignificant. The only thing on the December 22nd, 2020, is at the very end, there was a question at the end of the minutes that we got that talked about certain reference documents that hadn't been added in. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with approving the minutes as they were written but that one still apparently had some work to do to attach to the, the documents. We can do that. I would move to
1: approve those sets of minutes
0: Okay, then. and uh,
2: second, Other uh, than the I'll, fifth, second.
0: I'll second, I'll second yeah. it. All those in favor? Aye. aye. All right. and one abstention for the first four. So the list is shorter, it's just not gone yet. Uh,
3: What's the timing when we'll see the minutes to review for the last couple of meetings?
13: Any idea? Uh, the last couple of meetings? We've got, we have received the two from the joint meeting with the, with the school committee, and then the public hearing we have will be distributing shortly. Okay. And sh- the recording clerk has been provided the most, two most recent meetings, so okay. within a week or so
0: so the list at least is shorter this week rather than getting longer i don't want to have one of those in the future
3: that's what i'm trying to avoid yeah
0: we all are (laughs) i'm sure um okay town administrator update
5: uh i have uh, nothing tonight other than just thanking everybody for coming out to town meeting last night uh it's always a pleasure to see everybody i know we had take two but that's okay um it's just always nice to see everybody uh there and exercising uh their right to vote so it's well nice
3: to see
0: and uh selecting reports
3: all right so let's see if i go back to uh, 420 was it 429 we had a chance to walk with trinity which was good it was nice to put names and faces together um and then follow that up the next day with Cam Jam, which was fantastic. That all the, the Medfield bands have played, uh, just seeing all the young families out, um, seeing the food truck, the beer truck. It just had a nice feel for Saturday afternoon, seeing uh, old and young alike. Uh, then May 2nd being the uh, ATM dress rehearsal. <laughs> just got a chance to got used to that, that view from that side of the table. Um, and then the, this past Friday night, the, uh, Medfield foundation, uh, 20th anniversary. It was fantastic. Uh, love meeting all the new faces, getting a chance to meet Kirsten, and her husband, Dwight was, uh, just what a, what a phenomenal event they hosted and, um, you know, MFI just is such an outstanding organization and listening to, um, Julie's mom's talk and that was, it was awesome. Um, and then the baseball softball parade Marie and I represented, um, we led the charge with the, the, I think their first and second grade uh, softball girls had awesome energy. They literally chanted from the second we left the parking lot all the way into Metacomet. It was awesome. It was fun.
0: So before you go on, as a public mea culpa. And Kim, <laughs> Kim Gargano, if you're out there, um, I have three baseball hats for the three of us that showed up on my doorstep on Saturday morning. And at first I thought that they were misdelivered. There were some kids in town that must be on a <laughs> baseball team. Uh, I completely I went back as I was doing these meeting minutes. I said, yeah, we actually we actually did recognize that the that the the parade had gone from Mother's Day and had been the day before. And I just never I think as it was in the consent calendar. I just kind of went over it and didn't ever bring it into my own calendar. So I totally screwed up and and not knowing that that was going on. And therefore, my, uh, my thanks to you for showing up and representing us as the one person. And, uh, and Kimmy, I apologize for having fouled it up and not being there, along with everybody else that plays in youth baseball, uh, maybe next year.
3: No, Sean McCarthy did a nice job. And he, he thanked us as uh, so he went through a list of all the people that helped support it. So it was a really nice afternoon. And then uh, I didn't get a chance to attend the Lions event because I had something I was doing with my mom for Mother's Day. But I did win a a raffle, so I was pretty psyched about that. (laughs) And uh, then last night being the ATM, uh, happy to see everyone out. I thought it was good dialogue, um, see a good mix of ages. So uh, all good. Uh,
1: The Energy Committee met uh, and the the, uh, Tom Cap, Town of Medfield Climate Action Plan workgroup for the Energy Committee, keeps meeting weekly. Um, and uh, so that I've had a couple of those meetings, uh, and uh, again, uh, the Metro Foundation uh, celebration of the 20 years and the uh, Trinity Sight Walk. That's it.
0: Okay. And much of what Eileen did, I also did, <laughs> except for that one parade on, on, on Saturday. I did the uh,
1: parade on Sunday myself. I never, <laughs> I never got into the right spot on my calendar. I, uh,
0: <laughs> well, that's where it started. When we weren't thinking about the fact it was Mother's Day, you You
3: busted my chops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only uh, additional thing that I can point out I I have is on Wednesday, May fourth, we Jake Auchincloss had a reception, not a reception. He had a kind of meet and greet in Needham. Uh, It was kind of interesting. It was at the uh, French Press Bakery right there in the center of Needham, which I'd never stopped at before. But if you want good croissants. They have really good croissants there. Uh, It was sort of drizzly at the very start. It's just a little small. Like it wasn't a... We weren't sitting down. We were out on the sidewalk. Um, And there was a a pretty good turnout. Uh, You know, he he gave uh, a talk about some of the things going on in in D.C. that he was working on. Uh, It was probably a little more of a social... You know, it wasn't wasn't a formal political event in the sense that people were speechifying. It was more talking to different people. But it was... You know, he's... He is a congressman, I think, has been working hard to reach out into the community in a more noticeable way for for a Washington based uh, congressman than I've seen in a while. So uh, it was nice to meet him. And uh, that was kind of fun. And they have good croissants. And uh, I think that's all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, well, no, I I just want to, I have to give kudos to Pete here. The the event, the Medfield Foundation event on Friday night was just a a first-class affair. Uh, And both my wife and I enjoyed it. And part part of it, I realized, we were walking away quite aside from the fact that it it was just a very nice affair, but it was actually a real pleasure to be somewhere, to see as many people as we know in in Medfield who all were in one place in a social social context. And... uh, Certainly, Pete, your longstanding service to Medfield Foundation. Uh, you know you, the, the fact that this is the 20th anniversary, and the the comments of where the foundation has come, recognizing that you were involved with the foundation from when it wasn't a uh, sizable event that yeah. you sent <laughs> millions of dollars away. Um, I think your your service in that that regard has been constant, uh, and it's a, it's an organization here at Medfield that. Uh, as, as you can see as we started this meeting, it's an important organization, so uh, thanks it,
1: to you. It started uh, 20, 21 years ago as a gleam in the eye of some people that had been to uh, a couple dozen uh, meetings about building three new schools over a course of a year and, and coalesced around the idea that uh, uh, certain people in town would be willing to pay more than their property taxes to affect some changes in the town. And it has now raised over $3 million without any paid staff in, in its 21 years and uh, currently has about a $600,000 endowment in its uh, legacy fund, which is the new effort that's being pushed at the moment to create a million-dollar endowment so that they can roll out 40000 $50,000 a year in, uh, in grants to the efforts in town.
0: Well, anyway it was it's,
1: it's really starting to work well so it was fun to uh, see kevin hearn who was the initial president of the uh, medfield foundation and tell him that after his 10 years of service his wife cindy hearn uh, was the uh, legal counsel she refused to be on the board of directors but she did all the legal work and to uh, uh, tell them that their their idea had worked well
0: uh next meetings christine
5: our next meeting is the 24th now the
3: chipotle meeting coming up this week do we need to be involved that at all no. okay no. unless you want to be okay really
5: to the, uh we are meeting may 24th and then our next <coughs> meeting will be i believe it's june 7th. 7th and obviously uh just a reminder to everybody again may 18th is the trinity financial uh, meeting at the council on aging and or zoom
3: June 7th,
14: yeah.
5: And is June there a yeah.
3: request for us to attend the morning session at all, or just the evening session? Because I believe they're they're presenting to the seniors earlier in the day, mm-hmm. yes? You're talking earlier about
0: the uh, MSH?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's focused on seniors during the day, Zoom, I think it's a Zoom broadcast at night. So if you were going to go to one, it would probably go to the evening one, but, but well, but you could go to either one to either it might one, actually yeah. might be Absolutely. interesting to go to the seniors to see what,
3: what yeah i definitely about. wouldn't mind yeah. so I, I, yeah. I think my intent is try to do both just, just to get up. the perspective from Great. It.
5: yeah you can do zoom at night right, or be in person
0: right. and i'll be late get there i this is a client day that doesn't end for me until seven o'clock so i'll get i should be there I'll by seven thirty. Yep. So, okay. okay okay um, that's it i think uh, oh you know what on the informational stuff, the very first one, board of appeals, was a notice of decision for Royal Pizza, wanting to do business, and I was only because the form didn't tell me enough. It's like, well, why did, they already are doing business? They're yeah, do changing you? ownership. They're changing ownership. Oh, is that body. what that is? I
3: was trying to figure out the same thing. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. Yeah,
0: because yeah. Nash and Grog, I understood they want to keep their outdoor their outdoor stuff, but I didn't know
13: why. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just realized it was just a notice of decision, not the actual decision. We will. We can get you the full decision, but they're, they're just time. changing ownership.
5: Um, and uh, Dr. Hilly-Pissas just reminded me, uh, I apologize. Also, the TomCap meeting uh, is the 19th as well. Yep. So I forgot okay. to mention that on my list. So thank you, Hilly, Great. for listening this late.
0: <laughs> Does anybody have anything else? Oh, I think I'm good.
1: Move to go home. Do
0: <laughs> have a second? second <laughs> All those in favor. All right. All right. We're going home. <laughs>